NAFTA podcast back again. Had a little bit of a day break. Uh, we're without John. He is currently enjoying the Nets Cavaliers game somewhere in Brooklyn. So shouts out him, go Cavs. Uh, but I am joined again by the Tucker brothers, Dylan and Nick. How are you guys doing on this fine Wednesday night? Feeling somewhat patriotic. A little soured, but patriotic. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling great. I, Mexico I, stinks. <laughs> I, I had a I had a take about what you said last week. I thought four points was great, especially the way they got it. I did. I wouldn't have wanted them to tie Mexico and beat Jamaica, but the way they did it, I feel like it was better. You know how they how they got the four points, not necessarily that they got the four. They could yeah, only get one. Yeah. If they got oh, one yeah. or three. That was not can't good. be putting up a goose I had egg. To, I had to go back and sorry, don't go. They can't be putting up a goose egg like our friends down south, you know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be. I had to go check myself a little bit because it's like I remember it's like four is good, but like once you want, it's it's the competitive nature. It's like all right, we beat Mexico, like let's go get it. But like right. clearly those vuvuzelas were not enough energy for the team. That shit was so annoying, dude. Brutal. I I, I almost had it on mute. It was killing me. What what World Cup was it? Was it in, in in South Africa? South Africa. That I was like, the Vuvuzelas are sick, and I I don't know how old I was. I was younger, way younger than I am, obviously now. But oh God. it must just be me getting older. I was like, fuck this, man! I hate these things. They're so damn annoying. I was uh, twenty four, so that terrifies me. Know how old you think you were so young? How old are you now? Thirty five. That would have so whispered on the way there. Ago. So I was fifteen. <laughs> I was fifteen years old. <laughs> Oh, man. I was in high school for that, too. Yeah. I was like 17 or 18. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When I was making up homework, I was making uh, making up notes, getting you in trouble with your teacher when I was your sub. Still graduated. (laughs) Doesn't matter. All right. Before we start off, I have uh, some things to get off my chest here. Mentioned last week, I won't get into every game. Uh, I agreed with most of what you guys said, uh, except for about... Two things, I would say. The thing where Nick had mentioned goalkeepers are protected players. And I want to ask Nick a question. What sport, when you jump up, are your arms above your head most of the time? The first thing that comes to me is basketball because you got to put the ball in the hoop, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel okay. like there's no, there's no reason for your arms to be that high in soccer. But you need – I mean, it's just – it's – I mean, I'm just a lowly history teacher that took concepts <laughs> of physics in my junior year of high school because it was required by the state. But sheer physics, you got to put your arms up to get up. What did you just it's do? Called, what did you just do? You put I your had arms to up, jump. and then you jump, and your arms go down to your side. I was in AP physics. It's not Nick's a perfect right. science. It's not a perfect <laughs> science. Physics isn't a perfect science. And first of all, I was talking about Allison's a protected player with his arms in the air. He can run around. Like is that, like he just don't care, and right. clearly he's too soft to care. I don't know. I think uh, the 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 leaning back and the elbow in his face uh, doesn't really qualify him as being a protected player in that instance. But I don't I'll think he attacked. I think I don't think he attacked the ball the way he should have. But that's just Maybe. I'm, you know I, I'm a little old school. Put your knee in their back and you let them know that you're there. Allison's a that's man just how God. I am. Allison's a man of God. He doesn't put knees in people's backs. It's against his religion. I don't know if that's true or not, <laughs> but I would just be willing to guess. The other thing, uh, I thought there was a lot of praise for West Ham, which I agreed with because I thought they played really, really well. Um, when you, It's one of those things where you look at the game after the fact. We're one of the worst teams this year at defending a set piece, and they are literally the best team in the Premier League at scoring off set pieces, which is, you know, in hindsight, you look, how did they get all their goals? Set pieces. You know, um, I would urge everybody to relax. We just went on a 25-game unbeaten run. That was our first loss. So uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And the last point is Simeone and Klopp do not dislike each other. After the first Madrid game, when he went to the tunnel, they talked to him about it, and Simeone said he – this is stupid, by the way. I don't agree with this. But he said that he feels like shaking hands after a game is like all pleasantries, and he doesn't like it. So then they told that to Klopp, and he said, well, I'll stand there, uh, but I'm not going to go to the middle of the field and you know pretend to shake his hand or whatever and make him look like a fool. So they, Simeone just didn't shake his hand again. 
So I don't think they dislike each other. I think Simeon is just a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I'd agree with the weirdo thing. The whole He's air literally... humping thing. The whole air humping thing and Ronaldo a couple of years ago, that got that got really weird. Yeah, dude. Simeone is Dylan, do you do you not remember that? Where he like he cupped his balls with his hands and oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like shook them to the crowd. I think they went, it was crazy. like they were like two, they put him up two nothing in the first leg and then Ronaldo scored a hat trick and like Ronaldo started to pretend like he was and I think Ronaldo got like in trouble for it. Like probably fined like five dollars. Oh yeah. But. I think Simeone did too, to be fair. Yeah. But I mean, Simeone, like, he just doesn't give a shit. Um, I actually, I agree with the handshaking thing. I mean, we like COVID stuff last year. We weren't allowed to shake hands at all. Mm-hmm. And I think like one time we just kind of like went up before the game, like, hey, we're, or there was like a, I think we did it with like our rival one time, like, hey, we're just gonna shake hands before the game because we know it's gonna get heated after. And it was like, and I think it was cool. Like, I kind of like game was over, walked off, and we're just like, good game, guys, and just walked away. Like, did all the pleasantries beforehand. I think it's a great idea. Well, I think he just doesn't do them because he's like, he's in, in general, I think he's just like, you're my enemy for this game. Or like, I, he feels like it's like uh, hollow to be in that atmosphere and then be like, oh, okay, sportsmanship, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, he's, he's fucking <laughs> weird. And he's, he doesn't have any, he lost twice. So like, who cares? Um, but anyway, okay. Forget about last week. That's fine. We had two pretty amazing amazing uh, USA games, one amazing USA game, and then one that was set to be amazing and then kind of fell flat. Uh, but let's start with the, the amazing one first. Uh, USA hosted Mexico 2 nothing. Goals from Chelsea man Christian Pulisic and Juventus man Weston McKinney in the 74th and 85th minute. Um, this could have been bad in the first half. Uh, I thought, but they turned it around quick and a little Dos Acero celebration. Love Dos Acero. I'm, I'm going to just gonna come out and say it. We are so much better than Mexico, it's not even funny. And this, the only reason I say that is first time in memory, even when we won the two games this summer, it was very much I feel like we were playing counter soccer and Mexico was still controlling the game and doing what they need to. Mm-hmm. The second half, we completely control the game, but I still think the first half we control the game, and the only opportunities that Mexico got was because of us making either stupid passes or lazy passes and setting them up for the counter, where we completely controlled that game and dictated what actually was going to happen, which has not been a thing that I think has really ever happened, even in our wins against Mexico. Even in like the first half, you could tell like there was a crispness. I mean, after the first few, the first the beginning of the game, but there was a crispness crispness even though they were about a half step slow you know like they always kind of seemed to miss the connecting pass but like the ball was getting played quick it was get it was the right ball that was getting played it was playing in a good space it was played crisp we just our feet just weren't catching up with the ball and you kind of knew like all right if we can keep this zero zero at half apparently apparently Greg Berhalter is you know a wizard with the chalkboard at halftime because it just seems what they said. What I think it's nine of the eleven goals are after yeah. halftime. He's you know? crazy. We, we're a really mean, good, it, really good second half team. Which is great. It's just like if you just it's brutal sitting there watching the first half, like knowing if you go down one nothing, you can't. That adjustment becomes different than zero zero. Like right. it's just such a different and. I don't know. Maybe he changes his shoes, puts on a new pair of Jordans at half, and changes up the the juju a little bit. I don't but know. You have to remember too. We're not even playing with the full squad still. Like Dest was still injured, not playing. Reno was still injured, not playing. Pepe didn't play well, and he's the only striker we actually like brought for this camp. So like, it's not even like you could go to someone else. Because I, I, I think he was probably a little in his head. I mean, he's 18, so it's fine. But, like, I think he was in his head because he was supposed to play for Mexico this whole time and then going up against him and not living up to it. I think that's just him being young right now and figuring it out. He was useless both games. I thought He was was useless both games. But he wasn't useless the first two. Like, when he played last round. Right. I thought the beginning of the the Jamaica game, I thought he, like, the first 15 minutes, I thought he was pretty good. But then after that, you know, I feel like we kind of just fell asleep. Um, But... I will say, 
I agree with you. They had those two chances in the first half, Mexico. Um, but then after, first of all, they should have had a red card. Uh, Luis Rodriguez uh, 100% deserved to get a red um, for, I think it was Aronson, yeah. right? That he yeah. was like, he went complete captain like, insane. Oh, I gouged him. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. I think Aronson kind of like stood up into him. But I mean, what are you supposed to do? You're on the ground. Like, I, I think I saw that move back at Hell in a Cell from The Undertaker back in 1998 one time. Yeah, he just like wrestled the shit out of him. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. Uh, but 69th minute, Kristen Pulisic comes on for Aronson and five minutes later scores the goal. Great goal. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are giving Weston McKinney a lot of props. He also got a goal, but I think he played really well in the midfield after all the, you know, the drama that he went through. But we were saying before, and during the game, pretty unsung unsung hero, Timothy Weah, was unbelievable on the right side. Yeah, I, I mean, his, his, his ability to not only take people on at speed, but do what he can do, control the ball, and move the way he does at that speed is, is absolutely insane. I mean, this is, this is the guy we've been waiting for that you hear about. Like, if he can be that consistent the way he was really the first, maybe all but the, the second half. I mean, we can talk about the second half in Jamaica a little bit later, obviously later. But, like, he's, he's an absolute stud. Like, I've been waiting for this to show up at a consistent level. He's well, a freak. He's getting playing time more consistently at Lille. And it's also the funniest thing is, like, I've heard other people say this too, where – We've been waiting for this to happen. He's still 22 years old or 23 years old. Like, yeah, he's just coming into it, which is why this is our whole team still. Like, the, it was either for Jamaica, actually, I think it was for Mexico too. Like, it's the second, second youngest lineup in USA history that we've had during World Cup qualifying. Like, they're going to keep growing into this. And the main thing is, this was a home game against our bitter rival. We got up for it, we won. You got the three points. You need to get three points at home as long as you consistently do that for the rest of the way out we're making the World Cup. So since we're talking about my new favorite Team USA player, height and weight time, Timothy Weah. Timothy Weah. Because one of these to me was very deceiving. I feel like, oh man, I feel like it's 5'10". That's what I was going to say, but because of that, I'm going to say this the deceiving part, 6'3". 6'1". Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he was that tall. Dude, this is like, this is just a, an absolute, one of these times we're actually going to learn like soccer player height weight. 6'1", <laughs> I think he's 166. 161.4. 100... And forty six pounds. Shut, no shut up! Fucking way. <laughs> That's why his shirt looks so tight. He's he's got to be a small, even in those tight Nike shirts. He's got to be a small, dude. That's incredible. That's probably why he gets through all those little freaking gaps. He's so dang skinny. Well, I guess I guess too when we're when we were talking about like people who were six one last time we did this that they were like bigger guys. So that's why I yeah. thought one sixty because that like I think what was uh. Adama, he's not even that tall, but he was like one. He's five nine, a buck fifty eight, or something like yeah, that, or so, a buck sixty. Okay, so, I'm getting this like this like chart in my head about like if you're this tall and you look skinny, <laughs> you're probably this you know this weight or whatever. One forty, one forty six. You said right? Yeah, that's 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 very. I mean, I think that's what Messi weighs. To be honest with you, Messi's like five cool. eight. So we just have the American Messi on our team. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Just, just in, just in weight, not in height, though. <laughs> also, we would be remiss uh, if we didn't give John some credit. Through Zach Steffen, had a great game. Uh, pretty much saved two goals in the first half, at least one. Um, you know, got to play. We obviously think Matt Turner is pretty damn good, but however you win the game, you win the game. Goalie controversy. Um. I think we have two number ones. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it matters, but I think if he's playing in this game, then he's the number one. Even though he, like, you know, didn't really play very much leading yeah. up to it. Um, I have one more thought. Sorry, I know I'm kind of... No, go for it. 
it was interesting. I was listening to the commentators, and this made a lot of sense. I, I, I guess because by the time we play Mexico again, we might be through. Mm-hmm. So, which would be awesome because then it doesn't matter because we don't win at Azteca ever. I honestly don't think we've ever won there. But with automatic qualifying in 2026, and 20, and by the time 2030 we have to qualify again, it's at 48 teams. Is this the last meaningful World Cup qualifying game between Mexico and the U.S.? Because if when we're going to 48, we're going to be top six. I mean, easily. You know, our num- the CONCACAF gets expanded and all that. So does that game lose value? Um, I think maybe in, maybe it's in done, yeah. that sense, I guess. But think about, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, Antonio and, like, Leon Bailey more than Antonio because he's a little bit younger. But Antonio's, like, 29 or 30, right? Yeah. yeah, 29. Okay, so I was thinking, like, Jamaica can come up. But realistically, if it's six teams, you have to qualify though, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah, don't get see, I think it, I think we get six. I think automatic or no, something well, like the, that next oh, next really? World Cup because it's here. We automatically qualify, right? But like, I think I think there's 48 teams. I think Concacaf gets like probably six or seven. I think they're expanding Europe and Africa. I think and uh, Concacaf is where they're expanding the most because we get three. Get through automatic, automatic in the fourth right is now. a playoff to get in. So you right. probably get four or five um, automatic, and a six gets the playoff. I guess in that sense, then, it becomes, like, for an automatic bid more than just, like, an, an automatic or a qualifying one. But I do I do see what you're saying. Because, like, you think about it, like, Honduras, El Salvador, not really, you know, super competitive. Jamaica is right on that, that edge, too, in Costa Rica. So right now there's like four good teams, uh, I would say, and they're all going to get in. So yeah, so so Africa, um, Africa gets eight, um, Concacaf gets six, Concabol gets six, Oceania gets one, UEFA gets sixteen. Jesus, well, I mean that makes sense. Oh, Africa. I'm sorry, Africa gets um, nine, and Asia gets eight. I apologize, I mixed up my A's there. Oh, okay, um, I think so, but I mean even now, like it was more. It was more insane that we didn't make it last time than than we made it because like we should be one of the top four teams. So I guess it's just like bragging. It's always just bragging yeah. rights. I think it's a bragging rights thing for the most part. Like we saw from the the shout- tabloids, like the Sunday paper, essentially like Mexico oh, yeah. is freaking out. <laughs> well, I mean they have to be freaking out for well, sure now. Like they called us their daddies. <laughs> I think that what is it? The first time we beat them three times in a calendar year, calendar year, and like it's the first time any team has done that between both in the yeah. rivalry. Like neither team has beaten the other no, team in no a calendar way. year three times since 1939. Wow, that's crazy. Not not to jump ahead, but you, I have two other things at least on Mexico. Do you hear what happened to them when they went up to Canada? Apparently. Their flight got delayed on the way up to Canada because of obviously like the snowstorm and all that stuff. Then when they got there, they requested to use um, like an indoor facility to be able to train. And apparently the indoor facility was booked out to like the Edmonton like U9 like girls soccer. And they said they're (laughs) too backed up. We cannot give up this gym time and refused to give it up to Mexico. Um so basically, I mean, Canada got in their to head too. Fair, <laughs> to be fair, like it. if if they do have, you know, I don't want to be like that guy, but if they do have it like booked at a certain time, like you can't just be like we're Mexico, yeah, like, fucking get out of the way. But then the other the thing, thing, it's very anti-Canadian. You think they're so nice, they would be like, oh yeah, of course, eh, you can have it here. But no you know, way. I guess they got a little attitude. The other <laughs> thing too, though, that at least with Mexico and where they're sitting. I'm pretty sure they just got no fans at home band for their next two World Cup qualifying as well. So yeah, because they were weren't they like homophobic, uh, like chants oh, and all yeah. that stuff. They got they got that basically weird. that was their punishment. So like, so they just I'm just saying there. they just went on the road, lost both games, and now I, I don't know who they're. I think they come back their next game in this is against Jamaica. So they're gonna have no fans at home. I'm pretty sure against Jamaica, Ooh. where like. Jamaica can make some noise. All of a sudden, they lose that game or tie or something like that. Like, Mexico's sitting where we were last World Cup go around then. Yeah, they have Jamaica, 
And they um, had like, Panama. We were just saying, like, the, like, Jamaica think about and Panama. This way. I know I'm really jumping out here, but you're talking about the next time we play Mexico, let's say if we're potentially qualified, like that game may not matter. Fingers crossed we're qualified. That game might matter because that could be potentially for us to put the nail in the coffin so Mexico can't go to the yeah. World Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I'm not talking. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there because it was an interesting thoughts. Like because you know how we 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 got we were dumped last time and stuff. Or it's like so. It's just an interesting where it's like if you get when you get to 2030, like even if we play like trash, we're still going to get in. Like we're, I mean, granted, Jamaica's getting better, Panama's there, and Costa Rica's always a threat. But you know, you got to think Costa Rica has to play us, Canada, and Mexico. Still, so that's going to sort itself out. Or sorry, with Panama, so that's going to sort itself out. Well, Costa Rica's in fifth. Sorry, yeah, Panama's Panama has fifth. to play all three of us still, and like, yeah, they like, actually play Mexico before Mexico plays us. So that would be really interesting, actually, if they got to the point where Panama beat them before they played us, and they were kind of in that fourth spot, and maybe Costa Rica or Jamaica moves up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, I know we haven't really talked about the Jamaican game, but everyone's, like, really upset. But getting a tie there is still, like, the formula. If you win all of if you win all our home I mean, games and tie, we should have lost. At least get a point and tie the away games through this, we're easily into the World Cup. We have three more home games. That's nine points right there. You had 24 points. Like, that's going to get you through with another tie or two. Yeah, but you still want that top seeding, though, when they put you in the – when they put you in the uh... – Agreed, but we come, but so like we're in second right right now. We come out of this playing um, Canada in the next go around. So like you could easily jump over Canada if you handle your business. So we have six games left, and Costa Rica, who is not qualifying, they're in fifth. They are five points, or sorry, six points behind us. So they have to, they have to essentially get a point better than us every game. Yeah, but you still want to, but it's a four. You still need to come in third because like. You, if you come in fourth, you have to no, go no, play, I let's agree. say, like in Australia or New Zealand or something like that to like go make it. Right, right. I'm, I'm just saying for, just to like have the opportunity, which we didn't have. Yes, correct. At, yes, at original time. Right. Um, as for the, the the obviously the big game was USA Mexico. The Jamaica game, you know, started off pretty hot. Uh, with Tim Weah scoring the 11th minute, it was a great goal. Again, like he, I think he over the two games he was the best player, um, and then Mikel Antonio just absolutely fucking piss rotted one from thirty five yards out. It was, I mean, that was insane. I think you sent it. By the there's way. not a word to describe that. There's not a. There's, I mean, outside of like an absolute, I I can't even think of the word. It was not, it, it was insane. It was just like fuck. P- uh, baseball terms: piss rod, frozen rope. You know, tons of different ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes yeah. I th- yeah, but could, it w- there's maybe some, a few that I don't want to say and put on the internet. Michael, I think you put it, send it to our group though. It's wild, or maybe it was John, but it's wild that Mikel Antonio hasn't scored a goal outside the 18 yard box in seven years, and it just happened to be that. Oh, piss John missile. did. Yeah, I mean it was an absolute laser too. And I, at first, I was kind of like, did Zach Steffen just like? miss it but it was no. it was literally so hard and so fast that once he saw it it was like a like pretty far to his left and he tried to reach over there and he wasn't close like there was I no hate to see. say it because Nick was saying he was gonna get a Timothy Way jersey uh, at the beginning of this I was like maybe I'll go get a Tyler Adams jersey for the push but that goal was completely on Tyler Adams like that unfortunately he yeah. I know he's one he of our he's like basically our rock but he was completely not in the right position for that He's completely not a rock in that situation. I mean, he just he just he overran yeah. he overran the play. Period. Still stud though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think Weston. I think missing Weston McKinney because I think what he was so great with Mexico, even when he lost it, he won. He his work rate work rate to win the ball back was outstanding. Like the midfield in the Jamaica game was a mess. Like Musa is a stud. He's going to be insane. And with Tyler Adams sitting behind him and McKinney, I mean that's terrifying. Like in a good way for us, but it's very clear that like Weston McKinney's out, we're in trouble. Like we're not, well, we don't, well, we give up the midfield way too much if McKinney's not there. But but here's the thing, I will say, I think Busio played really well, um, and Adams usually sits behind McKinney and yep. 
you know, uh, Musa or uh, Acosta or whatever. And actually, because Robinson was out too, Tyler Adams played center back. Yeah. So he was even further back than he usually is that week in the midfield and the defense probably. Like, I, th- I think Tyler Adams is really good. But I think Robinson has been one of our best defenders. Um, so it was, instead of it being uh, Robinson and Zimmerman with Tyler Adams in front of them, it was Richards, who is obviously everyone's pretty young, but it was Richards in front of Adams and Zimmerman. So I think you lose a little bit of defensive stability there. Um, I will say, though, dude, I don't know if you do anything about that shot. Like, I don't know if anything... It's one of those things where I think that that was just going to happen, regardless. I was literally typing out, Antonio's too quiet, I'm scared. And then he did that, and I was like, fuck. Like, like, I was just thinking, I'm like... At some point, he's, I'm like, he's going to score. Like, or he, he's at least going to do something. I'm pretty like, sure he has. He's just because the way he's, his form he's been playing in, like, there's no way he's just going to sit there and do nothing. And we weren't dominant enough sure. on the ball to I'm take him sure out of the game. I'm pretty sure he has three caps with Jamaica and two goals. Like, he literally is their all offense at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, he's Jamaica's yeah. Harry Kane. Because Bobby Reed, what, like, I'm looking at guys that have played in the Premier League or even the Championship. Leon Bailey didn't do a whole lot. Bobby Reed didn't do a whole lot. Um, after Blake gave up that first goal, Dylan was like, well, I need him to still play well, and he played well the rest Good of the game. Good confidence for so Saturday. Kind of jinxed us there, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was, again, it was kind of like I would compare it to after Liverpool beat United, and you're kind of, like they came off that high of like beating Mexico, and then you have to turn around, and it's really easy to say, like, all right, let's get up for this game too. You know, let's get up for Brighton, right? After we just put five past United. Or let's get up for Jamaica after we just put, you know, beat Mexico. With zero him, people in the stands right? too. Like you went from an atmosphere that was wild to right, right. a vuvuzela. Yeah, so I just think it was one of those things where, again, when you kind of look back on the game, you're kind of like, oh, maybe it was like the perfect scenario for a draw, you know? Um, I, I still, I don't think, I think anytime you beat Mexico in like an international break and get four points, maybe you draw somebody else, but I think it was obviously a good, good trip all around for United States. I, I have a tough time agreeing with that. And I, I really do. I do. Michael's right. You're wrong. I know, I, I know, I'm <laughs> not, wrong. I know this is You're not, it's, this, this is, this is going to be ding, 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 unpopular opinion. All right. Like. We we I, I, what I said last week. Four points is the minimum, and we got it. You know, we got it in an, in a really cool way. Obviously, beating Mexico, but if you look at it, like we only played one good half out of four. You played one good half, and Berhalter still can't get a team going off the jump. I he don't still know, can't. I think Jamaica stop grading on a curve, you teacher. I think it was the opposite. I think I think Mexico. We started slow. We started slow and got better, and I think Jamaica, we started hot. I thought we were going to win 3-0, and then we just kind of petered out. I mean, I, 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 the first half of the Mexico game, we, we, were, I was like, we were quick. We were there. We, were just, we weren't technical enough. We weren't clinical enough. The second half was outstanding, and then I, I honestly think the second half against Jamaica was atrocious. I mean, we should have lost. Honestly, we oh. should have lost 2-1. Yeah. That, was a, that was a weak – talk about weak uh, goals. We were talking earlier, jumping up and stuff like – yeah, I mean, we got lucky with that, but I'm not. It was. A, I'm happy with four. I think we got lucky to get four, and I think that there's more. I think the Mexico win might put a little more gild, gilded shine on the week than maybe you it sound deserves. about as happy as Definitely, Harry Kane was it, to find out he was going back to Tottenham this summer. Like, there's no enthusiasm with you on that. <laughs> Oh no, dude! I was jumping up and down with, with the Mexican game. I was, I'm ecstatic, but I'm like, I, until we actually qualify, because I was, I, I don't want to go back to 2018. How, de- how that night with TNT. I don't want to do. We're not in that position right now. I'm still scarred from that. Until we qualify, I will sit here and I will be the negative Nancy. I'll be that little devil on the shoulder saying there's something not there yet. Until we get there. That's going to be me. I, I blame will say, it's his fault. I, 
I will say I, I would 100% agree with you if we if it was like El Salvador and and Mexico. If we beat Mexico and then we turn around and draw El Salvador or Honduras, then I'd be like, we should definitely be beating those teams. But if you think about it, Jamaica have only had they've played eight games and they've only had Antonio for three of them. And in in two of those three games, at least he was uh, worth a goal. So I think it's a better Jamaica team than it shows on paper right now. Um, I do agree with you, though. Anytime you beat Mexico, people are going to just think, oh, that's you know great, whatever. And after we beat Mexico, we were top of the group, and now we're second because Canada beat Mexico too. So I get what you're saying, but I also think we are in an incredibly strong position right now. I would love for us to like win the next three. If we won the next three, then... Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because I, Nick, you know, I, I, Nick, I, I just I don't want to get hurt again. I just don't want to get hurt again. <laughs> so I'm saying, Nick, your, your headline <laughs> is literally touchy. reading USA. We're gonna blow it. When your headline should be reading Mexico, you're bad. Like, what's happening? We're gonna blow it. <laughs> All right. Also, to to put in and, to make you feel a little bit better too. And I know we said we didn't want to get fourth. We wanted to get third or higher. Obviously, we want to win the group. That's what we want to do. Because when you're the best team, you want to. It's not about getting third, not about getting second. You want to win. Um, Costa Rica's in fifth. They have Panama, Mexico, and Jamaica. They're going to lose two of those games for sure. Costa Rica's not beating Panama. They're not. I don't think they're beating Mexico, even if we think they're bad. And they might honestly lose to Jamaica too. So that's part of that, thinks Jamaica makes too. a run at the fourth spot, like you said. I, I do too, hundred percent. And, and but, okay, so you just said that they might be the fourth best team, and we drew them in Jamaica. We're America. We shouldn't fucking lose. We shouldn't tie Jamaica. <laughs> I think you're you're talking yourself. <laughs> That's my real feelings team. right there. We're goddamn America. We're we shouldn't about tie this too Jamaica. Much, Nick, you're wrong, oh, man. We, like Michael's about to literally like. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Michael's I hope I'm about wrong. To, like, I want to be wrong. In a pretzel. I can see it already forming, where he's going to make you just inception yourself <laughs> to realize that you were wrong. <laughs> one moment he's like we should beat Jamaica he's like Jamaica's pretty good though it's like alright yeah but we're better I think like, you, you think, think they can be good I, but I we're think better you think the United just... States is Manchester United right now like you need to stop thinking like that whoa yeah I told you Dylan I'm scarred the last the, la- the last however it's been what seven years eight years like it's don't it's, worry it's Ronaldo tough. loses with Portugal too so like that's true I hope they get I hope they get knocked out Shout that was wild um all right, are we done with CONCACAF yeah, for right I, now? Yeah, I think so. I did say the only, the only – the last thing I want to say is I saw a shirt. I almost bought it last night on uh, – Men in Blazers is doing a shirt with something. And it, it says uh, – it just says CONCACAF. Like it's oh, so yeah. CONCACAF. I was like – I, I, I almost pulled the trigger My on that My final yesterday. comment is uh, the video of Man in the Mirror. Yeah, fuck Ochoa. What a dumbass. He's too old too. I feel like he's a hundred, but I actually looked. No. He's not as old as I thought he was. But he's he older like, than me because Mexico got dominated. Nice. Well, it's different. Sports <laughs> sports age is different. Because I I sat there and I was like talking to my dad, who's like sixty seven, and I was like, Verl- like Verlander's so old, and he was like, he's like forty five, and I was like, yeah, but you don't play till you're like sixty. You play till you're like thirty six, thirty seven. My real yeah. last last comment is Mexico's <laughs> other real loss. <laughs> is they got dominated by two different cellies in two different games. You had the man in the mirror dance between McKinney and Pulisic, and then you had the snow angel just um, dead fish flop from Canada when they scored. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. I'd love to talk about the Canada game, but we're not a Canadian podcast. We're a United States America podcast, so we're going to just move right along. Also, fuck Mexico. (laughs) All right, let's talk talk about a little bit of uh, Premier League stuff just before we get into our predictions for this coming week. Uh, we had a couple managerial changes. Uh, the first one, I believe, was Eddie Howe to Newcastle uh, United. I'm pretty sure that happened uh, before the podcast last week, but you guys didn't have time to talk about it. Um, previously, manager at Bournemouth for, like, what, eight years. Took them from League Two to the Premier League for, like, five years and then got relegated. Um I personally love it because we were talking earlier. Um, I think if he stays up, it's great. 
and they'll probably try to find somebody else, or they'll stick with him because he got, kept them up. Um, and if he goes down, he'll help them win the championship, and then they'll be back up. So what do you guys think about Eddie Howe? I, th- I think it's outstanding. I loved I loved him at Bournemouth. I, I thought he made I thought he made them better than they really should have been, and they stayed longer than they should have. Um, as we say, as we said before, like he's gonna he's gonna do exactly what they, he's either. They probably told him if you stay up, there's there's probably some sick bonus with him staying up. They probably you know gave him some like house in Dubai or some crap like that. But like. <laughs> He if he stays up, great, and then they can buy some players, and then if he starts to falter, they'll just get a, a better manager. But if you know, they probably said, "Look, if you go down, you're still our manager." He's like, you know, he, they probably told him, "You got, you got the whole year and next year," like, which is going to give him confidence. He can do what he wants, and he has the experience of working through the pyramid. And I think he's just a great coach. I think it's an outstanding. I think that's the correct move for them I think, I think it i think it's a very humble move i think it's very admirable that they they were they were very pragmatic with this approach and they didn't come in like just throw a bazillion dollars at everything and then go down in there screw yeah i mean they already came out and dylan already said it basically being like this is not a short-term fix where we can throw money right away and it's done like don't get me wrong they probably will but like they i think understand yeah still do but it, i think yeah. they understand <laughs> that like you can throw money at it, but it's still not going to fix something to where you want it to be within a year or so. So, like, to Nick's point, I think they hired the right manager to be that bridge manager to get them to the level that they want to be at, to be, let's say, like a mid-table team, to then be like, mm-hmm. hey, we're respectable now. Let's go get the bigger manager in two, three years, whatever it is, and then move forward from there. Well, here's the other thing, too. I think this is a, a highly motivating job for Eddie Howe because – if you're sitting there and you're like, all right, if I can stay up, the possibilities are endless after that, you know? Because it, it's going to be really hard. It's already hard. Like, if you're not in the top four, you're not playing Champions League or Europa League to get really good players. It's even harder if you're not in the Premier League at all. So, for Eddie Howe, it's, it's like, we need to get up because then I get a summer with a billion dollars to do whatever I want with. I mean, pretty much. And I actually don't... I don't even necessarily think that they... If he stays up and and they invest, uh, I don't think they necessarily need another manager until it starts to maybe go sour a little bit or they're, they're underperforming. But right now, they've been in 16th, 17th, you know, for past, what, two or three years? Like, they've been fighting relegation. So I think if he keeps them up and, and they finish mid-table, they're going to stick with him. And I think he can because he definitely didn't have any investment at Bournemouth when he was there. So I think he can – he's, you know, as Nick likes to say, he's probably one of the better managers in the Premier League because he does more with a little bit. Yeah, inverse proportions. It's coaching. It's a thing. You should, like, put it on, like, a wood uh, – like like a piece of, like, lumber and put it over someone's door in their house when they enter the room. So – because we, we talked Live, about laugh, it. love, and coaching is an inverse proportion right there in the <laughs> kitchen over the stove. Proportion. <laughs> uh, so based on that, I know we talk about it every week. I mean, Ole has to be the worst manager in the Premier League, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally train. on that. Like, I'm, you're, I'm just, I, I'm just, I am just, I am completely just leaning into this. There is no fight left in me for this. It's... I, he ha- based on that logic, he <sighs> has to be the worst. Because he has yeah. far more resources than any team below him. And he's, I mean, he's technically doing better, like, numbers-wise, but he's definitely underperforming. Not only does he have better resources, he's bought the wrong resources. That's the <laughs> thing. Like, let, let's think about, like, there was, there's, like, okay, hey, Newcastle, pat him on the back. Nice job. You bought the right, you got the right manager. You got a good, like, I, like, I don't, we don't know the plan, but you know the plan. You know what Newcastle's going to do. Ole, again, like, you see everything here, like, Donnie's leaving. Donnie's going to go. And, you know, Jesse Lingard's going to leave. All these guys, like, where are we going? Like, again, he, we haven't bought – I mean, I, he bought Donnie, but that's not his thing. He hasn't bought a single midfielder that's going to make us better. I, I Listen, I – And I disagree. I think I – think the stuff I've been reading, I, you got me all fired up. I told you I didn't care, but I, 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 I care <laughs> right, so right. much. It's we'll so relax, bad. We'll the, only thing I, the only thing I'll say is I can't – I cannot imagine that Donnie Van de Beek is worse than Fred or McTominay. I, so I don't understand. I don't understand why he doesn't play. That's um, the big thing coming out of camp now is that everything you're seeing is there. Everybody from Ronaldo down is upset about the lack of rotation 
when shit when shit's been hitting the fan the last two months. Like you're not giving anybody a chance. The only yeah. person that honestly that should play every game is Ronaldo, and just because of what he's capable of and who he is. Everybody else is replaceable. I agree, except for maybe De Gea right now. But um, just, the yeah. other, there's two other managerial changes. We'll go in. Uh, I think the order of, of them happening. I think uh, Aston Villa appointed Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard from Rangers, currently rocking a Rangers jersey right now to pay my respects to the uh, Glasgow team. Um, I think this is another great, uh, a great managerial appointment. At least he's won something. He won the Scottish Cup. You can sit there and you can be like, Scottish Cup's not that big of a deal. It's usually a two, two-team race. But he went undefeated in the Scottish Cup last year. I believe they're in first place right now, too. Um, you know, I think he at least has a three-year track record. I agree. He, I mean, he's, he's won the old firm multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, he, so he beats, he's got... He beat Celtic. And that game is supposed to be, like, that game is just supposed to be absolutely bonkers. And obviously, he's played on the biggest stage and everything. But, like, managing and, and stuff like that, those environments, mm-hmm. is so it's not going to be, and nothing's going to intimidate him when it comes to that. I agree with you. I think it's it's a good, it's a solid, smart career move. Like, he's not going for the big jump. Like, he's going to take his time. He's got a oh, team yeah. with him that he's well. going to be able to mold. I think it's a smart, I think it's a great, I think his character will fit that club, too, very well. The uh, before I, I give Dylan the floor here, the uh, worst kept secret in all of uh, football in the world, Klopp's uh, contract runs out in twenty twenty four, and so does Gerard's. So, <laughs> I think if if Klopp wants, I think if Klopp wants to keep managing, they'll let him keep going, especially if the results are there. Um, but if he's out, Gerard, I mean, and Gerard doesn't absolutely blow it at Villa, I think he's absolutely the next next in line. I think they've been saying it too. They're not trying to like. Be sneaky about it, but Dylan, anything? I mean, about you the guys villains? basically said it. I I think at this point, I think there was his last pod. I was saying it where like it's unfortunate because I thought they made some really good signings and it, they just haven't been living up to the billing. So um, I'm more just curious to see what he can actually do and if they end up being at a point where it sucks to say because I know they're a team I have to compete against all the time for a mid-table spot, but like I'm curious to see if he gets on <laughs> top 10 at this point or somewhere um, at least close by the end of the year towards one of those European spots. So it'll be interesting. Um, I would look out for in, in the, uh, not winter, oh yeah, the winter transfer window that he brings in uh, potentially James Tavernier. He's a right back from Rangers. He was their captain. Really good player. Um, also, Ryan Kent's there from Liverpool as well. He's kind of followed Gerard everywhere. So I think he, he'll make some moves too. But, Dylan, I'll give you the first word on this one since we, we put you last. Dean Smith taking the job at Norwich uh, in his press conference said if he thought there was a chance of them going down, he wouldn't have taken the job. <laughs> Pretty ballsy move with, uh, what, four I'm points or five points? I'm calling it right now. I'm just double-checking on the table. Okay. They have as many goals as points. Yes. <laughs> because I've been saying it all the time, and because I saw those comments, Norwich will not be in the relegation zone after Boxing Day, and that's where I'm leaving it. That's a ridiculous, ridiculous. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard I, you say. I, Listen, I, I think <laughs> I really it's something where I don't think he's a bad manager either. I think, I think unfortunately, sometimes what the coach is saying goes stale when you've been somewhere for a while. I think it's the same as what was happening at Norwich, was what was happening with Villa. He's now coming to a new situation, gets a you know new set of players that I don't think, I think everyone else thinks is absolutely terrible, but I don't think, you know, I, that you wouldn't be yo-yoing if you weren't at least somewhat good. I think, I think there's going to be positive change. I, I'm not saying they're going to light the world on fire. I just think... I think they don't get that relegated. The world I'm thrown out there, and by Boxing Day, I, I'm sticking all right, to, it, me, to, so to it. I. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge. I want to ask you then, you know, really quick then, since you say by Boxing Day, because I was looking at everything here. North, North Southampton. Good preview. It's a I have North game. winning need, that game. Need to win. Need to win. But here's the thing, and then and then you you go fast forward to the thirtieth. 
Norwich Newcastle, mm-hmm. massive, massive Huge. matchup right there. But there's a game in between that's sandwich. I know who that's, it is. That's the meat of that sandwich. Are you willing to stake the Wolves have, victory have you, have your or defeat have you, for your Norwich prediction? And actually mean it. I'm not, no, but, and, and not you, trying to reverse jinx it. Like, actually since mean they've it. come back up to the Premier League, we're literally Robin Hood. We steal from the rich to give back to the poor. This is the perfect time for us to literally give points back to Norwich. We, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. super poor. We will beat – not that I really think – we. Oh, my God. What are you talking about, Dylan? They go Tottenham, this, United, Villa, year. West Ham, Arsenal. They're, First off, they're I'll being United. They're I'm going to throw this out there. We, yeah, will, I know. Watch, <laughs> we will come out. I don't really like expect this to happen, but I know this is probably what will happen. We, we will come Wolves out and beat we West Norwich. Ham to then go lose to Norwich the following week. That's exactly what will happen. So, Wolves. I mean, listen. Here's the thing, too, that you have to consider. Say they win Southampton, get a draw at Wolves. Say they win two out of those three games and they get – uh, seven points, right? That would yeah. be, I think, best case scenario. I don't think they're winning all three. They have won one game all year. So say they they or they just get five points, uh, win and two draws. Their goal difference is so bad that they so still bad. wouldn't be out. A lot of teams at 10, 11 points could go on a losing streak. Right, but they would have to like score nine more goals in those Listen, teams yeah. over three their, games. Their goal difference I mean, in the relegation battle is statement. already I'm fucked. I'm sticking towards it. It's I did very shot. little research on upcoming schedule. I'm still sticking towards it, all right? So don't don't nitpick me. <laughs> I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Listen, if they're not relegated by the end of the year, I'll give you credit. I won't even say by Boxing Day. Um, but this is the this is definitely a time, though, where I think the, the amount of games that everybody has to play, it's a leveling. Mm-hmm. It's, it levels the playing field yeah. a little bit. Um, they, I guess we, we are doing the five sub thing though, right? So the better teams are going to be able to rotate a little bit more. Yeah. Um, which obviously is good for the, the, you know, deeper teams. Um, but still, you know, you could overlook that midweek game if, if you play Southampton or Newcastle or whoever, and you could end up with a draw or loss. Michael. Yes. Long term gentleman's bet with you. End of season gentleman's bet. I have a proposal. Derby had Derby County worst point season of all time, 2008, 11 points. Uh huh. Norwich over under 11 points. Over. Over. I guess it's not John's I've actually looked at the Derby season. So bad. We're going to get fucked on for saying it Derby. It's Darby. But there's definitely an E there, not an A. Um, It was like historically statistically insanely bad. Like, it was... I, I mean, how many games have we played so far this year? Um, 11, 11, right? Okay, so we're not even a third of the way through the year, and they already almost have half the points. Oh, my God, their goal difference was minus 69. Holy shit, uh, that's was, so bad. It was incredibly bad, dude. <laughs> like, I don't think it'll ever be... Ever that's be, fair, yeah. Like, 1, 8, and 29. That is ridiculous. They have to lose... So they have to not win another game. Uh, they'd have to t- tie six, and they'd have to lose twenty-one games. So they have to go oh six and twenty-one the rest of the year. They gave up more goals than United had points that season, and United won the league. <laughs> How many goals did they give up? Eighty-nine. Wow, that is so bad. It's the reverse Man City. Okay, how about this? How, will Norwich give up over under eighty-nine goals? I'll take the I over. Have to take the under. So, so you think under. they'll give up more? We're. What okay, are they at now? They're at. Let's see. This will be a Tucker Tucker bet then. Eighty nine. So if you think about it, I'm taking the a, over. There's 30, 38 games in the year. Um, they're at eleven, so it's less than a third, and they're at twenty six. So you need like ninety. So they're a little bit under a third. So it's like the perfect number right now. I'm I'm gonna take the over. All right, Nick's got the over. Dylan's got the under. I'm out of this, but I personally think they'll give up more goals. So we'll see. How about um, Derby County? Just, just for fun's sake, they're at minus three points still in the yeah, table. Yeah, because they they got the they got that the point the financial fair play or whatever yeah. whatever it was. But yeah, I saw that the other day. It was terrible. I saw their record and I was like, "Am I drunk?" Like looking at this point, like because I was trying to add it up in my head, and then I had to like look up why they got the point deduction. So, because I thought I was going crazy. I got your back, Wayne Rooney. There you go. Um. All right, let's get. 
into the games coming up this week. We're going to get them uh, fast, a couple days, three, four days in between each one, uh, a couple times during these next two months. But let's start with Leicester City hosting Chelsea. Um, I will go ahead first. I have Chelsea winning this game, even though they came off of that bad game against Burnley. Um, but they have an international break. You know, people are coming back. I think they're going to win this one. Over, Dylan? well, we have to do our bet. Over, oh. what are you setting the line at? For for Chelsea goals only, what are you setting the line at? Okay, so we're even right now. Because last week we had some confusion. No, I'm down 10 beers. Oh, are you? Yeah, I think we figured it out. I'm down 10 Guinnesses because we decided that it was oh, Chelsea it was- over, not the game over. Okay, okay, okay. So just Chelsea goals. Uh, I'll set the... We'll do one and a half again. I'll take the over on that. Okay, I'll go under then. Right. I'll get you your beers back because I think they're actually going to score. So we'll, I'll, I'll wager five. Five? I'll wager wager five beers. Okay, fine. Five. I'll go the under. <laughs> under one and a half. I Chelsea. I think uh, it's a Dylan, good benchmark right? though. Um, for how I think this, uh, the next month and a half is going to go for Leicester because they obviously haven't played to their potential. And I'm, I'm very curious. Like, if... I have Chelsea, but if Leicester comes out here and actually plays well and you know does some damage, I think they could go on a run. But if they don't, I think they're just they are who we thought they For were. Sure. To quote I, a very inspirational coach, I think. See, it's weird because I think Leicester has a lot of talent. I just think they're massively underperforming right now. So they need to. Either they're going to continue to underperform, and that's just going to be where they are, or they need to like turn it on. So. If they win this game, that would be huge for them. Um, even if they got a draw, that'd be pretty good. Uh, but I still think Chelsea's going to win. Uh, Nick, you have Chelsea as well? I have Chelsea. I think the the rumors are going to destabilize the ship a little bit and give him a little bit of trouble with Leicester. Okay. John also has Chelsea, so we're Chelsea across the board. Um, next game, Aston Villa host Brighton and Hove Albion. Dylan? I have a theme of new managerial bumps. I just don't fully trust the villains as of yet, so I have a tie. (laughs) 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 Okay. It was going a completely different direction than I thought it was. Uh, Nick, who do you have? Villains. John has Brighton. Uh, I am going to stray away from my love of the Gauls. And I'm going to side with my love of Steven Gerrard and the new managerial bump. And I'm going to say Aston Villa going to win. Much needed win. Because right now they're like in 16th or something. Um, Crystal Palace go to Burnley. Burnley got that 1-1 draw against Chelsea. Um, Crystal Palace, I think, beat Wolves, right, Dylan? Okay. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure. I wasn't here last week, so I, you know, I was like... we got our ass kicked. For three weeks, I didn't do soccer. Um... Okay, I have Crystal Palace. Nick? Draw. I could see that. Burnley's going to Burnley. I could definitely see a draw. And my dog is going crazy. Sorry about that. Burnley. Um, Dylan, go ahead. Ooh. Ooh. That's not going well for your Norwich bet, though. Don't care. I decided I need to. I, higher. I, I need to make up ground okay. in this game. <laughs> and I think this is a sneaky... Every other every other week, I take I would take Crystal you Palace, got a hot which Burnley is why I'm right doing now, the opposite of what my gut truly is telling me, and I'm taking Burnley. You got a hot okay. Burnley right now, Dill. Feel the burn. That's true. Feel Actually, you might have you might have a, a simmered off Burnley after the the national break, but if maybe they well, nothing the Burnley. Week, That's all we need. But you never know. <laughs> okay, John has uh, Crystal Palace. Um, we'll go to Brentford hosting, or sorry, Brentford going to Newcastle. John has Brentford. Um, I have Brentford. Actually, you know what? Because Fuck you're it. smart. I'm going to go Newcastle. I have Newcastle as well. New coach around. bump. So I'm going Newcastle. You, you, <laughs> new, but not, new coach bump for Newcastle, but not for the villains. <laughs> and just all continues, right, and he's while well, he's continuing to bury <laughs> Norwich with all of his picks this week. Yeah, seriously, what the hell? Um, I'm buzz, buzzing. I'll go be bees. right at some point if I go, go the bees, opposite Brentford. on both of these. I'm either going to be right on my picks, or I'm going to be right about Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Absolutely right. Uh, okay, well, I'm interested to see what this one goes then. Southampton going to Norwich. Uh, John, unsurprisingly, Southampton. I also have Southampton. I'm not going to change this one. Nick. Draw. Go, okay, draw. I could see a draw as well. New coach bump. Your draws Norwich. really well. I like it. Dylan, I'm looking at yours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Dylan has Norwich. So, okay, so basically this week is just going to be a wash for them. Dylan, is there going to be a goal difference game for them? Nothing. Are they going to make it up Sergeant a little bit? Sergeant has a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Adam, you're out of your mind. So basically, Norwich is going to get this win, and they're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, we're moving up the table, and then they're going to see Newcastle win and uh, Burnley win, and they're going to be like, we're right where we're I'm 20 games under 500. What makes you think that I'm actually going to get this right when we're looking at my picks? <laughs> Valid point. Dylan, you know, using statistics to his advantage there. I love it. Manchester United head to Watford. Um, Nick, you're a resident Manchester United guy. Do I have to pick? Absolutely. <laughs> now I'm taking now United, but it's going to be – I'm taking United, but it is going to be a rough one to watch. I would agree. I think any game with United, it's a rough one to watch. The, the I hate that I agree bump, with you so much. United. Dylan, he's not there yet, but he's coming after this he's a game. New coach. <laughs> oh, can you? Ma- is it? Is it all? Is all out if they lose? Dude, if they lose to what? Zidane, Zidane, I'm gonna be honest with you. I on Twitter uh, said he might change his mind. I would sacrifice the greater for the greater good. I would take the loss for Ole out. Oh, I think I would too, if I were you. Still picking United to win. Ronaldo's going to do something wild to to win it when it should have been, you know, whatever. But I thought Dylan was going to say new, <laughs> new coach bump and Ronaldo was just playing. Yeah, it's going, it's going straight. That wouldn't surprise it's gonna me. Be, it's going to be one nothing Watford at halftime. <laughs> and then in the locker room, Ronaldo goes full varsity blues. They, they end up coming out with him being player coach. <laughs> He comes out in like a tie, but like the bot, like his shorts and chin guards and shit still on. But like he has like a uh, always like shirt, tie, jacket on. He's got the he sweater out. vest on over it. He he doesn't actually even play striker. He just like sits on the wing closest to the bench, and he just runs up and down, does shit, and he's like, "Hey, you're coming on next. You're coming on." Dude, I think Ole and Ronaldo should switch uniforms, and maybe something good will happen. I mean. I guess like history would tell you that Ole's probably a better player than he has ever been a coach. So clearly, he wasn't molded very well. <laughs> I need we need a, the <laughs> fucking snare shot right there. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> All right, Dylan, your Wolves host the hot, hot, hot Hammers. West Ham. Um, who do you got? I mean, I know who you have, but like, who do you actually think is going to win the game? Okay. <laughs> okay. John thinks West Ham's gonna win. Nick, perfect. Wolves hammers. are winning. Hammers. I also have the hammers. I'm terrified of them now. I'm so scared of the hammers. Um. First, actually, last game on Saturday at 12:30, Liverpool host Arsenal. Hot Arsenal. Uh, kind of tempered Liverpool team. Um, I have Liverpool. I'm never not gonna pick them. Unless we just like absolutely fucking implode again, but. The fighting I want to tip Arsenal Got so him. bad, but I, I know for I know for a fact. So do I. Do it then. You're you're gonna kick their ass. So Liverpool. hurt my heart. I also think we're gonna kind of turn it on, but I am starting to get kind of scared, um, just because like when, once we get to January, yeah. we're fucked unless we make a signing. Because like w- that means like Firmino might not be back from injury, and then we'll just have Jota. And what are we going to do? Put are we going to actually feel better? Jota can handle the offense all by himself. He did it for the Wolves for basically a half a year, so he probably could. That's true. Um, Okay, we all have Liverpool. John has them as well. Everton go to Manchester City. Um, I have Man City. Nick City. City. I I was going to take City, but I've decided. Anyone going to pick Everton? It is my Evertonian friend's 30th birthday this weekend, so I'm going to take Everton. 
I'm switching it right now. You think they know? What like what if you tweeted Everton and was like, "Hey, my they, buddy, they'll probably you lose. Please beat Manchester City." Think it would change anything? Wow, you're brave. That's like me picking Brighton against Manchester City that one game. I'm doing it. Oh well, I respect it. You know, Dylan has Everton. Everyone else has Manchester City. I'll tell you what, Dylan. This is a big week for you. Just like you get Norwich, these right? You're right back in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get a lot of these right, you're exactly not back in it like Norwich will be. So, um, last game, actually, kind of an interesting one. Maybe I don't know. Spurs host Leeds. Um, new coach bump. Well, all kind of new. Yeah, he, has he managed a Premier League game yet? Yeah, yeah, he played Everton. It was terrible. I remember. I, I you got you got to go Spurs. I think Harry Kane's got to at some point that dude's got to go off. I mean, there's he's too good to sit here and not yeah. just in the position he's in right now. I'm going now. with Spurs. New coach bump. Spurs game two. Spurs first game was a warm up. It's like everyone's bowling game. <laughs> I also have. I also have Spurs, uh, and John does as well. So, um, cool. That's great. We go to our totals. Nick is 14 and 16 after three weeks. Dylan is 45 and 65. I am 49 and 61. Dylan, you're not even that far away from me. And John is 55 and 55. Don't know why he's so good at this, because he never picks draws. I guess he's, like, a coward about it. Um... All right, Dylan, I know you're going to be publishing your betting corners uh, pretty soon here on the website, naftafootball.com. Yeah, uh, I. Uh, we'll give us a little snippet. Everything we're talking about, I'll save some for the blog, but I'm going to write that tomorrow morning. And, you know, ho hum, no, not to brag, but the, the corner kicks went 3 0. So. Uh, How much did you make off the corner? Three kicks? units, of what have that been? Like 300 bucks? Oh, did you? So you got three hundred dollars? Like, I, and I'm not good at the NFL, but <laughs> I should just stick oh, to yeah. soccer. But I don't listen <laughs> myself. Um, but what I should say That's is good. the corner kicks I need to write on Friday, just because I don't get all of the lines that we want for that. So be on the lookout for there. However, what we are looking at this week for staying. In the Premier League, I think Liverpool-Arsenal, regardless, is a goal fest. I'm taking over three and a half goals at plus 125. That's where the line's set. Don't give me that look. That's at, like two and a half is like minus 200. So there's no nothing fun there. We're going to have a little bit of a stretch goal this week. Um, we're then going to follow it up with Norwich plus 260 to beat Southampton. After that, we're flying over to the States. We're going to have some fun in the MLS this week. We're going to take the Union plus 120 to win their opening game. And then if everyone remembers last week when Nick found out that uh, Nashville broke the record for ties and became the three seed with, I think, like 21 ties this year in the in the season, uh, we are going to take Nashville, Orlando 18. City to draw at plus 240. And I'm leaving it as that as Michael looks this up because his face is in utter shock. <laughs> I think it. I think Sorry, it's eighteen. 18. It's eighteen. I think it was if I remember correctly. Wait, what? <laughs> How many times they have? That was Eight, my face 12, last week. Eighteen and four. Third place. That is absurd. I'll tell you what. That's actually going. That's pretty good going into like correct. A knockout. You, you where, just like, hope you can win in the shootout at this tie. point. They have well. They they've lost the least amount of games. I mean, that's how they advanced last year. They won. They 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 won their first two rounds in extra time and added time. Wow, that's crazy. That's so many ties. <laughs> um, great, Dylan. I love your bets always. I'll be looking out for the corners one. I don't even know. Like, see, I have a janky ass uh, betting website, so I might have to like, I might have to like coerce you into making bets for me as my bookie. But um, I'll be looking out for that. Basically, 
we have a lot. We have a tight schedule coming up the rest of uh, this year so far, like forty-four days until the end of the year, and there's going to be a shit ton of games to play. So we're excited, um, guys. Anything to see the people out. I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to holiday season coming. Up? I think everyone's heard it, but I'm looking forward to a union run. Um, I have season tickets, so I'm really excited to start going to some playoff games and getting my dupe on. And I'm excited to look you guys all in the face on Boxing Day and tell you that I was right. All right, Dylan. I will tell you, if Norch are out of the drop zone by Boxing Day, I and, and I will give you $50. <laughs> and to me, as a poor person, that's a lot of money. That works. I'll take it. I know it's not your unit, but, you know. All right. That's my – you don't have to give me anything because I'm so sure that's not going to happen. I'm excited. There's no – this is not two side bet. This is that. one way. Nick, you looking forward to anything? I think I'm looking forward to dropping a little JMO in my coffee for the 10 a.m. kickoff to make the game palpable <laughs> on Saturday morning. Oh, you want to do it? I'll do it with you. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Me and oh, Nick yeah. are going to get drunk Saturday morning. It's going to be great. Shout out to Aston Villa for uh, getting Steven Gerrard. I love him. Can't wait. Liverpool play them sometime in early December. It'll be a great game. And we will see you guys next week with the uh, Match Week 12 recap. Thank you for listening.